My new mantra now that I've turned 60 in January is 60. So what I could care. I don't care what's going on around me. It's not about what's going on around me. This is my journey. And as far as I know, I get one journey. I want to extract every bit of enjoyment that I can and keep myself as healthy as I can. That's Gail Gensler, a 60-year-old pro-aging fitness enthusiast living in Miami, Florida. Gail's goal is to change the narrative about aging through fitness and a healthy lifestyle and to inspire younger generations to not fear the years. In this episode, we talk about her pro-aging stance, how she stays fit physically and mentally, and the message that she wants all of us to hear about what we can do as we get older. You're listening to Second Breaks, a show about life in the middle. My name's Lou Blazer. I'm a former management consultant and IT leader turned writer and podcaster, and of course, your host. And there's one thing you should know about me right away. I am not an expert on midlife. I'm on this journey just like you. So together with my guests, we're going to explore what it actually takes to navigate midlife, thrive in it, and turn it into the best phase of our lives. This podcast is brought to you by Midlife Cues, a digital publication for the over 40 about getting stronger, wiser, and bolder in our midlife. Check it out and subscribe for free at midlifecues.com. Hello, hello, my friends. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Second Breaks. Now, I want to start this episode with a confession. I haven't always been thinking about midlife, although I have been in midlife for quite some time now. It wasn't so much that I was in denial. It was more like I was just ignoring the whole thing. And it was only about a couple years ago when I started to really pay attention and embrace this phase in my life. Now, there were a couple of things that I told myself immediately. One, that I want to approach my middle years and beyond with a positive and can-do spirit. I am not going to be depressed or sad about it. I'm not going to go, oh no, I'm getting old. None of that. I didn't want to have be saying any of those things. And two, I am going to take better care of myself more than I have ever done in my whole life because I want to be strong and healthy for as long as I can. Now, I share this with you because my guest today, Gail Gensler, has done or is doing exactly these things that I want for myself. And she has quickly become one of my role models in my midlife. And if you've been a regular listener of the show, you know that I am big on having role models, right? So I just had to invite Gail over so that I can ask her all the questions about her philosophy around aging, where her positive attitude comes from, and where she gets this energy to be in quote-unquote beast mode, as she calls it. One of the things about Gail that I quickly, quickly fell in love with 
is her intention to change the narrative about aging and uh, that she wants this to be part of her legacy. And you're going to hear us talk about this as well, where that comes from and what this legacy is all about specifically. Gail once wrote that it seems that the older we get, the less we are allowed to do, regardless of our personal inclinations. And you know, she's determined not to let that happen to her. About two years ago, I saw a commercial. Uh, We have these over 55 living communities here in Florida, which of course at this juncture to me is laughable. Um, And I saw people being represented that were supposed to be in that demographic and they were walking or maybe they were golfing and maybe they were playing tennis and that's great. But I said, wait a second, I'm 58 and where is that person boxing in beast mode like I do every day or doing hit classes or lifting weights? I don't seem to see myself represented. And the more I looked around from what brands were showing and advertisements were showing, I realized that they were stereotyping people in my demographic, particularly women in midlife. And I had to step back and say, wait a second, what is this? And right then and there, I had clarity of my vision. And I said, I'm going to be that woman on that commercial. And I'm going to break that stereotype because... I'm very good at doing that. I'm very outspoken and direct and authentic. And I'll, I'll tell you how I feel about a particular topic. And so there began my entry into the universe of Instagram and looking for like-minded women, of which I found this wonderful community that you're part of. And I realized there's lots of women who were on this mission too. And one particular woman was restarting her platform and gave me an opportunity to be a founding member. And she said, just write an article, mind you, I'd never written before in my life, and send me some pictures. And I, you know, I had some pictures, nothing great at the time. And I did. And I am forever grateful to Mary Frischman for giving me the opportunity to be a founding member of the pro-aging woman. And through that, I realized, hmm, I think I'm onto something. And the gym, the boxing gym that I belonged to at the time, there was one other woman who was my contemporary. And again, I looked around and typically I'm the oldest one, which is fine in any gym I go to or any fitness event. And I thought, well, why aren't they advertising to people in my demographic? People in my demographic are the homeowners, the condo owners. I live in a very urban area, so the condo owners. There are people that have been professionals for a very long time. They would have some funds to set aside for physical fitness if that's important to them. We wear beautiful workout clothes because we can fortunately afford, you know, something more than a $20 legging. Where, why aren't they advertising? And I I went to the owner and I said, how about this? How about we do a video? And it just so happened that they had a member who is a professional videographer, and we made the most stunning video. And it splashed it all over their Instagram, put it on my Instagram, and there actually was a measurable ROI. They actually had the the 20-year-old parents now coming to the gym because the 20-year-old said, wait a second, I saw this woman and I boxed next to her. Mom, come on along. Dad, come on along. 
And so there was actually a measurable metric where there was a, a, an ROI on it. And then I thought, I'm really onto something now. And um, I started searching for a social media agent so that I could really do this on a professional level. It took me about a year to find my dream agent, which I did, Francesca of Stellar Media Agency. And she's a young woman who is just starting out on her own, coming from a big media agency. And it was a match made in heaven, and it's been wonderful. So that's how it started. And it just has steamrolled from there. Such a fantastic story at different levels. But I, I do want to say this, though, Gail, that I have um, myself been stymied from going to certain gyms because the ads, the, the, the video clips, they're all of younger, like very fit young women and so you kind of get the impression that i'm gonna go in there and i'm gonna stick out like a sore thumb or that uh that there aren't gonna be any classes or programs uh that are for me and the gym owners are probably thinking that's not true it's just they're not thinking expansively when it comes to their uh to how they market their gyms or their services you know it's very easy to get your mind uh, not not right with your vision and your goals because in advertisements you do see perfect bodies, perfect everything, whatever what society's definition of perfect is, right? Mo- typical models. But who cares? And why would you let that de- deter you from doing something that is for your benefit, for your health, for your enjoyment? My new mantra now that I've turned sixty in January is sixty. So what? I could care. I don't care what's going on around me. It's not about what's going on around me. This is my journey. And as far as I know, I get one journey. I want to extract every bit of enjoyment that I can and keep myself as healthy as I can. So I don't really care that I'm working out around 20 and 30 year olds. And Lou, I'm going to tell you something. So many times after a class, I will have young women in their 20s or early 30s come up to me and say, you were my inspiration. I watched you that whole class. And just because of you, I persevered and pushed through that class. So I want to thank you. And that warms my heart. And that tells me that I'm adding value and I'm doing the right thing. So, but I've always been like, it's not about anybody else. I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. I'm on my own competition. That woman in the mirror is my competition. I don't care what the person next to me looks like, what they're doing. And quite frankly, they don't care what you're doing either. That's a big misconception that all the people in the gym are looking at you. They're really not. They're really into themselves and doing, doing, they're doing them. And I always say, be you, do you, for you, because it is, it's your journey and it's your life. So who cares? Now let's clear up some things first. Gail didn't just discover fitness in her 50s. She has always been athletic all her life. In school, I was on the tennis team. I was on the volleyball team. I was a tetherball champ. I was on the kicking team. Clearly, Gail has always been athletic. So it's not really a surprise to see that fitness remains a big part of her life today. You know, through the decades, it has... um, 
shown itself in, in different ways and manifested itself differently. But there are certain things that have remained consistent because that's just my personality. So I've always been athletic. It's never been something that I've ever changed, nor do I ever want to. And it is not my intention to ever stop being in beast mode boxing in the gym. You know, God, God willing, I'm going to stay healthy and I do everything I can do to keep myself very healthy and I'm going to continue being in beast mode. Okay, so she's got a leg up, wink, wink, <laughs> on many of us who have not been hitting the gym every single day of our lives, raising my hand here. But that doesn't mean that we can just now throw our hands up in despair and say that we've missed the boat and it's too late now. We can start wherever we are. And, you know, I'm saying this to you as much as I'm saying this to myself, maybe even more. Now, Gail was quick to tell me that she isn't a subject matter expert on this. She's simply someone who's figured out what works for her over the years. But she offers some advice for the likes of us who are wanting to get more fit. My recommendation for somebody that is just starting a journey of fitness at the midlife time, first look back and say, were there any physical activities I did when I was young in school or that I somewhat enjoyed? And again, so using myself as an example, so uh, tetherball, tennis, volleyball, common denominator, upper body strength, hitting things somehow on the kicking team. So lifting my legs very high, which again, that, that's just something I was born. I'm extremely inherently flexible. So all of those things together, it then made sense when I took my first boxing and kickboxing class in 1999, it was easy to understand why I became hooked, pun intended. So if there was something that you enjoyed when you were younger, what would that look like today? And maybe there isn't anything. There are plenty of people that I've spoken to that have never done anything. So the good news is, is that, for example, on YouTube, there are loads of YouTube videos. I always say Pop Sugar Fitness is a fantastic resource. On Instagram, there's also loads and loads of workouts. So if you went on Pop Sugar Fitness, as an example, and you started searching all the different videos that were around, and you just watched a little bit of this and a little bit of that, tried something for 10 minutes, oh, I hate it. Try something else, okay, I don't hate it so much. I just had this conversation with my daughter, not, not an hour ago. So she's never going to do what I want to do. And that's fine. But she enjoys stretching. She enjoys a little swim in the pool. Um, she, she enjoys yoga. Uh, maybe she would enjoy some Pilates moves, right? So I would say, do your research, you know, do your due diligence. You owe it to yourself to find something that you might not love, but you can at least incorporate into your routine. With that being said, unless you have defined what I call your why, why do you want to do this? And, and, and you know, I don't want to make it into like a business type of setting where you're talking about goal setting and so on and so forth, right? Although it isn't too dissimilar, but I'd rather look at it on an emotional level and say, why do you want to do this? Lou, why do you want to work out? 
besides that logically, you know, you should, right. But we know we should do a lot of things. We don't necessarily <laughs> do them, right. That's, that's normal. We're humans, but okay. Why do you want to do it? So my, I have many whys. One is that I have a very long lived family. My grandparents lived into their late nineties and I only just lost my parents a few years ago. They were in their nineties. I hope to be in my nineties and still be in beast mode for my daughter because she's, she's an only child and I want to be there for her so that we can enjoy each other for as long as possible. And I am disease free. I never want to be a burden. My parents and grandparents were never a burden till the very end. They were, they were great. And I want to replicate that scenario for my daughter. Don't ever want to be a burden and want to be there to enjoy watching her continue to grow into the wonderful woman she is. I, I admittedly am also very vain. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay telling you that. So I want to look the best I can look for me. Again, not comparing myself to anybody else. I wasn't born with super long legs. I think I was in the blue eyes line when they were handing out long legs. That's fine. I love having blue eyes. I'll take it, right? We all have our unique uh, talents and outstanding characteristics about ourselves. Um, and so for me, I want to keep on being fabulous as long as I can be fabulous. But what that means to me, right? Not by anybody else's standards. It's okay if you don't agree with how I feel about certain things. I don't ever ask anybody to. Um, but I want to keep on being fabulous and looking fabulous because that makes me very happy. And I want to present myself to the universe in a particular way. I also know that when I feel great from a health perspective, like I still do now, knock on wood, um, I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about aches and pains. I can move my thoughts to a very positive sector and think about all the fun things I get to do because I feel great. I get to go to the gym at 6 a.m. I get to work all day and inspire my staff. I get to come home and do something incredible like talking to you. I get to travel internationally with my best friend, other than last year, obviously, with my best friend every year. And I can, I can like run up and down in castles in different countries and, and like a kid. And I can go out there and have fun because I don't need to think about anything that's bothering me because nothing's bothering me because I'm doing everything to prevent that. So as an example, those are some of my whys. And every person's why is going to be unique to you. So I would, I would suggest that you spend some time with yourself and figure out what your why is. Because when your why is compelling for you, that propels you forward on the right path to do what's good for you. As I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, one of the things that I promised myself or that I told myself that I was going to be was that I intend to spend my middle years with a happy, positive outlook, a can-do spirit. Gail obviously has that in spades. I don't know another way to be, Lou, because I want to live in a space of positivity, and I've always been that way. So I don't know any other way to be. So through the decades, I didn't really think about it. 
I just kept on doing me and kept on doing the things that were fun for me. And I just keep going. I don't dwell on it. I don't dwell in a space of, oh my God, I'm getting older and this and that. I don't think about those things. So I don't, I don't allow them to seep into my consciousness. And when I hear people who do allow it, it saddens me because I really believe that it, you, you are permitting these things to enter, to enter your consciousness and your space and to invade your, your positivity. Because I really believe that 99% of the people at their core are positive. And it's just things that, that happen to them that they don't know how to handle appropriately that they then become cynical and negative about them. I also don't allow toxic people into my space, my headspace. I have sadly um, dismissed certain friends in my life and relationships because they were toxic for me and they were negative. And I don't, I don't deserve that. I don't want to have that in my life. So, and again, I, I don't want everybody to think I'm this, you know, Pollyanna, everything's great all the time. Of course not. I mean, of course it isn't, but I'm also logical enough to know that life is not always filled with roses. There are things that happen and it's part of the journey, losing one's grandparents, losing one's parents, having to deal with wrapping up a person's life at the end of their life. These are things that you deal with naturally as part of the journey. But I look back and I say, how blessed am I to have had my parents in my life till I was 58 years old, right? I mean, I'm blessed. So I reframe things and don't want to look at it from a negative point of view. So I just have always been this way. It's just how I'm wired and I never, ever want to change. I had a, a feature in Shout Out Miami, and you got to choose from one of the questions, and they were very thought-provoking questions, and they wanted you to write a little bit about it. And I loved that, about leaving a legacy, and I, I sat down with myself and thought about it and wrote an article about it, and I realized that's what I'm doing. Perhaps I didn't know how to articulate it before, but that is really what I'm doing, is I am leaving a legacy and I want younger generations not to fear the years. I don't want them to go, oh my God, I'm getting older. I want them to go, oh my God, look at Gail. She's 60 and she's kicking my butt in the gym. And then I also want my peers to look at me and say, well, if she can do it, so can I. Because Lou, I'm not a professional athlete. I haven't been formally trained. Yes, I, I taught group fitness classes. Yes, I owned a boxing gym. But I'm, I'm really just a novice with all these things. My, my deal with myself is I want to be the best I can be at anything I do. Not, I'm not measuring myself against anybody. I'm not living up to a standard. I'm living into what should be my personal best. And that, that's what beast mode really means to me is being my best best every single time I show up and in whatever endeavor I do. And that's the legacy that I want to leave so that women of younger generations won't be fighting this battle of ageism and inclusivity. And it's, it's mind blowing to me because in this time today of inclusivity on so many levels, 
having to do with race and gender and ethnicity. The one thing that's missing is ageism. And I'm very lucky because I have not faced it myself. You know, I probably have, and I just didn't even let it enter my consciousness. I just completely ignored it and kept on kept on barreling over it. Um, I'm, I'm very blessed because I work in a place where almost the entire management staff is in midlife. And so we're all in the same place and, and nobody stops and thinks about it. And I, I find it's one's personal responsibility to keep yourself fresh and keep yourself vibrant and keep yourself informed and educated about what's going on because the world rapidly changes at a you know much faster pace than when we were growing up. Um, so, you know, it's my personal responsibility to do the best. I'm not always great at it, but to do the best that, that I can to keep up with those things. But I want younger women to look and say, I don't have to worry about being in midlife because I, I had an example in Gail Gensler and she showed me that you could still show up 100% vibrant, healthy, adding value, being fabulous, looking fabulous. I can do that too. The mantra of Second Breaks is celebrate midlife. And I was wondering when you hear that phrase, what comes to mind? For me, I don't view it as all that different than any other time in my life. I'm still doing me. I'm still traveling. I run at a very fast pace. My daughter says, Mom, what you accomplish in a day, I accomplish in a week. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, I'm single. I haven't met a man yet that can keep up with me. It doesn't mean I've given up on that, but haven't met him yet. I'm very blessed to have a best friend uh, just a few years younger than I am, and she runs at the same speed. So we can do two art festivals in a day, two malls in a day. Um, when we travel internationally each year, we hit the ground running. We get off the plane, we shower, and we don't stop. The, thing, the, the, the crazy adventures that we have are just run, 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 run because I just want to extract maximum joy out of every experience. Well, that so, is celebrate midlife in action. Now, mind you, I have to tell you, though, I am one of those humans, again, baked into my DNA. I need my eight-hour sleep. Don't misunderstand. I'm, everybody can laugh at me. I'm sleeping by 8, 8.30 because I'm up at 4.30 in the gym at 6 and at work at 8. So um, I still need my sleep. But when, when I'm awake, the minute I'm up, I am running at full pace. So for me, that's midlife. It's just continuing to do me the way that I've always done me. In my 20s, I would say that I was certainly not a self-aware human being. I did me, but without consequences and was self-centered as many people in that decade are. Uh, you don't have the responsibilities that you have when you're older. And you, you know, you're living intentionally, but in a very self-absorbed way. In midlife and at 60 years old, I'm much more self-aware than I have ever been before. I have asked myself harder questions than I've ever asked myself before. I have found my mission, which is to change the narrative about aging and give back and help communities of midlife women out there. I'm confident, I am strong.
strong. I'm happy. Happiness, by the way, being an internal job. And I'm very happy and work on that all the time. And of course, I'm grateful to have had the privilege to age in such a helpful manner. I believe that how well we live in our middle life and beyond is about our attitude and the energy that we bring to this phase in our life. If we approached our midlife with curiosity and vigor and the can-do spirit as Gail does, we are more than halfway there. You can find out more about Gail Gensler on her website, gailgensler.com. Better yet, find and follow her on Instagram like I do. And as always, I'm going to put all the links and the highlights of this episode on the show notes at secondbreaks.com forward slash podcast. Okay, I'd like to ask a favor, my listener friends. I could really use your help in growing our community of thriving midlifers. So if you enjoyed this episode or like listening to the podcast in general, please share it with your friends or you can leave a brief review on Apple Podcasts. Sharing the podcast, leaving a review, these things, they go a long way in spreading the word about the show. And I would be so, so grateful for your support. In our next episode, I'm going to be joined by Sarah Smeaton, which is just a perfect follow-up to all of this positive aging talk that we heard from Gail. Sarah and I talk about the midlife being our power years, and we explore key habits that we can incorporate today to make our 40s and our 50s and beyond our power years. I don't want you to miss that episode and actually any of the future episodes. I don't want you to miss any of them. So now's the perfect time to hit follow or subscribe on whatever app it is that you're using right now to listen to this episode. Or if you happen to be listening to this on the website, right around the audio player, you're going to find some options for podcast apps as well. But the usual suspects, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Spotify, these platforms, you will find second breaks. Okie dokie. I will be back in a couple weeks with Sarah Smeaton. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, and you know what I say, keep on making your den, my friend. Cool beans. <laughs>